Hello, everybody. Welcome back to What the Topic podcast. I'm your host, Patricia, and with me are my disasters, just like always, Larissa and Andre. Hi. Hi. And just a quick reminder if you guys want to listen to our podcast, check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and basically wherever you choose to listen to podcasts, we're there. Listen to us and subscribe if you like us. If not, well, then so be it. And if this is your first time listening to What the Topic podcast, check out our other episodes. They're pretty funny. At least I think. Me think. We're fucking funny, okay? Thanks. And today, we're going to be talking about mentorships as our main topic. But first, I want to ask, how are my hosts doing? How are you guys doing? I'm doing pretty well, I'd say. I mean, uh, yesterday was Father's Day in Germany, so... Um, Wait, just in Germany or like everywhere? I think it's not... No, it's definitely not everywhere. Because Luke told me in Ireland it's on a Sunday, and in Germany it's always on a Thursday, and it's always on Ascension Day. Oh. Yeah. So it was Father's Day in Germany. I think it was probably Father's Day in a lot of countries, but not everywhere. Okay. Well, shit. When is yeah. Father's Day in the U.S.? Because <laughs> 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 I feel bad. When is Father's Day U.S.A.? Okay. Oh, okay. I haven't missed it. Cool. Okay. Yeah. So, see, it's not the same day everywhere for all and the americans and... listening to us it's june 21st sunday <laughs> okay don't forget yeah. also good that you didn't miss father's day i know i was like oh god did i miss it i think i missed it <laughs> uh -oh. yeah no but we had a barbecue nice yeah and usually um well just with my family but usually it's uh the dads go out day drinking on Father's Day, but that's kind of not happening at the moment. So they could day uh, drink at just... home. Well, that's what we did. Okay. <laughs> so I was like, don't but, miss that opportunity. Yeah. I guess what everybody's doing right now during quarantine time. Day drinking. Well, it's fun. It is. And I'm not hungover, so that's great too. Good. I think that's the best thing about day drinking is that you go to bed early. And you get yeah. so much sleep that you wake up refreshed. Yeah. At least I do. Unless there's tequila. No, no. If there is tequila involved, I'm still Gucci. If I start drinking cocktails, I'm fucked. Yeah, I don't... I'm not the biggest fan of tequila, but I would, like... Tequila cocktails are actually fine. But yeah. I don't like drinking tequila shots. Ugh. You're missing out. Andre says that, and then when we go out... <laughs> I'm like, tequila, everybody, and Andre's, like, putting it down, like, it's water. Yeah, well, I'll have one if you, like, <laughs> give me one, but I wouldn't go to a bar and say, one tequila shot, please. I would order vodka, okay. probably. Oh, yeah, that's true. I think the first time I ordered you a tequila shot, we were at, we were at the Irish pub in Arnhem, <laughs> or the cavern. I can't remember which one it was. It was one of those dark room places. <laughs> at least it looks dark. I don't know. And then... I just remember looking at Andre's face and Andre was making that like sour face, like the bleh, <laughs> like the, oh my God. And I was like, take the lime, suck the lime. <laughs> and he's like, I forgot the salt. <laughs> <laughs> and then me and Larissa are like on our second shots. <laughs> it's typical. How are you doing, Patricia? Sorry. Oh no, it's okay. Thank you for asking. Um, I'm okay. <laughs> I'm not crying. <laughs> I'm what, was, what was the word I found with like 
Crying but vibing. CBV. <laughs> Crying but vibing. CBV. Yeah. No, I, I feel weird. I feel like I don't know what day it is sometimes. And I feel like I'm just on repeat. Like, you know, you know those movies like where you're like they live on a time loop? Yeah, and they do it the same day every day. And you have to yeah. do the same things every day otherwise. Literally. Yeah. And it's oh. just, that's kind of what it feels like. So I just, it's a bit depressing, but yeah, like this week I totally lost motivation to do anything. No, but I get it. I feel like I had that before as well. Like, it really feels like you're stuck in this like Hollywood movie where you have to live the same day every day and nothing yeah. is happening. And yeah. I feel like I'm like binge watching Netflix like shows. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Binge watching a lot of Netflix, staying up super late. No, I, I'm not making the best decisions this week. I'm just not doing anything. Right. That's just like, ugh. Like, so you're, I'm forgetting you're that there's a whole not... pandemic. Can we put it that way? Like, but at the same time, I know that it's there because it's, yeah. Okay. But you don't feel productive. Is that it? Like... Not at all. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Do not feel productive at all. Like, I'm sleeping in which is something that I'm not supposed to be doing. And I've kind of fallen back on that. Plus, it's Shark Week. That doesn't help. By the way, listeners, if you don't know what the fuck Shark Week is, just, just Google it. No, it's just a weird week. It's just a weird week. I need to get my groove back. That's it. And I'm getting, like, super annoyed with things, like with all of my project groups with school, because everything's online, and it just... It's really fucking annoying. And every single professor just has this thing where they're just... Like, I know, like, if... Like, things aren't supposed to, like, be this way. Like, if we were in, in person, this would be much better and this would be so much more fun. It's like, hey, we get it, okay? Like, we understand that if we were together in person, this would be great. But that's not happening. So can you shut up and stop bringing it up every fucking week? Thanks. Because it's super depressing. It's like, move on, okay? Like, we all need to move on. We all have to fucking deal with it. So just let it be. Yeah, that's true. That doesn't help. It doesn't help to you complain about it again and again and again no not at all not at all Ugh. but anyway uh, how are you doing fun fact it makes so much fun to work from home or do anything from home because other people care so much not yeah but you went back to the office this week right for the first time how was that yes so um well, basically, my um, supervisors kind of had to come up with a plan because they want to integrate us all back to the office. Because, I mean, we can't stay in home office forever. And also with the things uh, my team is doing. And we also got a lot of new interns. So at one point, you need to be there and you need to supervise those people. So um, because we're quite a big group and it's an open office space. So it's like... Um, Everyone has um, home office on Fridays, but um, we had to kind of split the group because you also need to keep like the distance and not everyone needs, has to sit together. So it's quite complex. Like when they sent the Excel sheet, everyone was like, what? Um, so we're kind of separate, separated now in um, colors and the color I'm <laughs> in. So I have to come on in the office or I can, if I want to on Tuesdays and Thursdays and some of my other co-workers can come in on Monday and Wednesdays. But so sure what color right are you? Yellow. Do you also have to wear yellow? <laughs> no. <laughs> on Tuesdays no. we wear yellow. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, no, not yet. Um, are the are the Monday and Wednesday people pink? Monday oh my green. god! Oh. Uh, Damn it! Missed opportunity. For real. Yeah. No, but um, yeah. But the option for now is like open, so we have, of course, to tell our supervisors. Um, but I was like, okay, well, um, I mean, I haven't seen a lot of people in the last few weeks, so. It's also nice to catch up and see who's in the office. So I went yeah. on Tuesday um, because, yeah, like Andre said, on Thursdays we had all the day off because it was a national holiday. And yeah, um, I was quite surprised because basically most of the people didn't show up. Um, but also a lot of my coworkers are from the northern part of Germany. So of course, the last few weeks they probably spent with their family members in the north. So I also couldn't like drive back for just one or two days i get that yeah um yeah i mainly catch up with the boss of my boss that was quite cool because oh, everyone yeah. was very chilled and one of my other co-workers was there and we ordered pizza <laughs> that's <also laughs> nice now you know because the canteen wasn't open yet uh, it's gonna open next week so what are you gonna eat if you don't bring your own stuff so pizza. we ordered pizza so we had pizza in the office um Where's the pizza? Yeah. I would say it was like semi-productive because I was catching up with a lot of people. But yeah, it's it's super weird because at the one point they're trying to put all these measurements in place and nobody gets infected. But it's also really hard because you know those people, you've worked with them for weeks or months now. And like, it's not, yeah. sometimes it's hard to like keep the one meter fifty distance because... Honestly, sometimes I just don't think about it. And um, yeah, of course, they advise you to wash your hands more often. They have like a hygienic spray everywhere. So you can always use that. Um, they kind of made this like they printed out with a 3D printer, this little help that um, you can open the doors that you don't have to touch the doors all the time, which yeah. is nice. Um, but um, yeah, I would just say like, now and then um it's just hard because you forget about it because when you're with your parents or your family members for weeks you don't keep distance to them because you see them on a daily basis yeah but then if you're in an office setting again and it's not like the supermarket or anything where you're used to now wearing a mask or um keeping the distance it's like yeah it's super weird um but yeah let's see um I didn't have any meetings yet. Like all my meetings are still um, online. Um, curious about that part. If we ever have meetings, and some of the people are actually in the office, if we're gonna be in a meeting room or if we're all gonna do it online, I think that's gonna be weird as well. If you know, like that person's sitting like five meters across from you, and that person is sitting in the other room, but yeah, you're <laughs> all in the same face. Skype call. I think that's gonna be really weird. Um, Hello thinking about from it now. The other side. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I also like know. Yeah, I also know some companies who are actually in the home office till end of this year. Oh yeah, yeah. There's a lot. I feel like this would be a great time though for companies to get like super creative, <laughs> and then yeah. have their employees come into work with like their best tutu skirts or something that have to be like one and a half meters, <laughs> <laughs> like. And so, like, so that you don't have to be, like, wearing a bubble. <laughs> but you're, like, 
you have to wear this thing around your waist. Call it a skirt. I don't care. Like yeah. a tutu. Like a hula hoop. <laughs> a distance ring. Yeah, a distance ring. But like, distance. bedazzle it. Make it fun. <laughs> At least I would. Yeah. Do you have to wear a mask no. at work? No. No. Okay. So we had this call um, a week ago. Um, and I think there were like 100, 200 people on this call. And this was one of the main questions a lot of people asked. And they said, oh, with all the measurements they're able to they do, um, it's not required. Because if you keep your distance and if you always like, if you're very hygienic, if you wash your hands, if you keep that in mind, um, there shouldn't be any issue. But also, honestly, um, I wouldn't go to the office if I have to wear a mask for eight hours. Because that's impossible for me personally. Like, you'd have to yeah. like, switch out your mask every twenty minutes. Yeah, and I yeah I wouldn't go either if I had to because like I don't have a problem with wearing a mask in the supermarket or something or even outside for like a while, but it gets so like steamy under <laughs> it, yeah. the mask. Like it's just not comfortable after a certain amount of time. No. So, like, having to wear it for eight hours would be, yeah, I think that would be very difficult. Especially yeah. if you have to, like, wear it at a bar or something. Like, how are you going to drink? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I don't know. Like, we might, find, we might find out soon. <laughs> I need a straw for Did Faust do the video? He sent me a video of, like, a, a party, like a private party in Munich of some DJ. And they were all dancing in masks. It was so weird. Like they're all dancing to techno now. <laughs> like, oh yeah, that was like the first party, and they did like, and the the caption was like they're doing socially distanced dancing, and I found that very funny. That's like every high school dance teacher's dream that have to supervise it. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know they like walk around with flashlights and they're like distance, <laughs> no grinding. Would you go like, to an event like that, guys? Maybe, I, kind of, because I don't like to be touched by random people. So yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, but it would be like it would be difficult as well because like if you don't go alone, like you go with friends, and then you also have to keep distance from your from your own group, right? So yeah. that would be difficult, I think. You'd have to like but have like, like an established like okay like this group of friends can touch each other because we're all wearing pink. <laughs> Nobody else can wear pink. Pick a different color. Yeah, yeah, but I'm fine with other people keeping their distance from me. That's okay. Right. Yeah. Especially at bars, like when people are just like when you're just all you're trying to do is just order a drink, <laughs> yeah. and then somebody's trying to talk to you like about their life, and you're like, can we not, dude? And like, let me just get my beer. Let me just get my yeah, or it's, leave me alone. Or it's so full that you're kind of squeezed against the bar. Oh, yeah. It's like Things I don't miss me. about nightlife. For real. The only thing that I miss really about going out, like I don't miss the clubbing because I, I can dance at home. Um, I miss, I do miss sitting on a terrace and getting drunk with mimosas. Yeah. I miss day drinking. You, okay, that's it. Here you can do that again. What? Like they opened, at least they opened cafes, and cafes usually serve alcohol as well. So, ooh, yeah. There's a my favorite bar here in Appledorn is opening up. 
But um, <laughs> it's it's a very German process at the moment when you want to go to a bar, because first you have to do the paperwork before oh. you or cafe because we're yeah you have to do paperwork first and then you get your cafe or or ice cream or something what? like but do you remember when when i was in berlin to see you and for my um oh yeah. interviews when we we when we went to that bar we had to fill in papers as well oh yeah and, that's right yeah and and they're doing this again now where you have to fill in all your details like your address and contact details in case like someone was there who had it it's like they can track it down yeah i think that's actually a very smart way of keeping track yeah. if somebody were to infect us yeah it's just that now like now like all the cafes are gonna have your your address and contact details right and they're like where are you we miss you come back it's like, it's like leave me alone okay just oh, marketer's dream. But I'm wondering now if they have all your details, is there going to be like a data breach, you know? Because they have I all don't of it. Yeah. Um, I think they are not allowed to keep it for long. They're allowed to save your data for um, four weeks. Okay. And then it has to be deleted. It's not like you registering somewhere um, for a newsletter or something. Good. Not that they're like sending you emails and everything and you're like, what the fuck happened? Yeah. Yeah. I don't <laughs> think they're allowed to use the data that way. No. How's it in the Netherlands though? Like what are the new measurements? I don't fucking know. Honestly, like people are, people don't give a shit here. Okay. That was really, okay. maybe really mean, but <laughs> people are just, nobody, I, I have yet to see extreme measures mm -hmm. here. If I'm being honest, like people are still chilling at parks very close together like and you also don't have to wear masks in supermarkets right no you can yeah and the people that like will wipe down the carts they're i think that's gotten pretty lazy like where they just require people like me the shopper to wipe my wipe down my own cart which doesn't make any sense because i'm grabbing oh, no, a bottle to... that everybody has touched oh okay yeah so you have to do it yourself now. Because I remember them handing the carts out. Yeah. Like some places they still hand it out. But I was at... Where was I? Where was I? Um, oh, I think it was the the Deka, World of Foods here. And I was walking. Mm -hmm. And then there was like a woman inside, but like taking the carts and giving it to people. But then there was a spray with paper towels like a spray bottle with paper towels and then carts for you to wipe down yourself to grab. So it's like, you don't see the woman inside first, obviously. So I'm like, why? Like what? <laughs> it's just yeah. like, this is totally defeating the purpose. Yeah. I think they're, um, see, I don't see here in supermarkets. I haven't seen people handing me a card. I've, I've seen that in one shop actually, but that wasn't a supermarket. Um, but apart from that, in supermarkets, you just grab your cart outside and go in. And there's really no, like, they're not placing disinfectant next to the carts. Yeah. So Maybe it depends I, on the supermarket, because I know that they're doing it still here where I live. Mm -hmm. So maybe they're more flexible of how they actually do the measurements. Yeah. Yeah. 
they had for a while they only like you had to grab a cart like mm-hmm. you weren't allowed to go in without yeah and when the carts outside of the supermarkets were gone um they wouldn't let anyone in anymore yeah. until a few people came out but then i also like i just wanted to go to the bakery which is like not inside the supermarket but like you walk into the building but then not into the supermarket but to the baker Mm-hmm. on the other side and I also had to grab a cart for getting like one loaf of bread at the bakery yeah but they're doing every week whenever I get wine people keep the distance so actually yeah that's how it is yeah yeah but I think it's like it's okay I don't mind grabbing no a shopping cart Me neither. if I have to I think it's kind of funny yeah I'm playing bumper carts with everybody in the supermarket <laughs> <laughs> like they hit Shut mine, up. so I just hit them back. <laughs> I'm like, okay, rude, passive aggressive. Like, I'm sorry that I'm in your way, and then I just kind of like whack them back. And I'm like, sorry. <laughs> they just stare at me as I walk away. <laughs> and then Rick's behind me, like, the fuck, dude? Like, are you trying to fight? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> Anyways, but yeah, mentors. Mentors. <sighs> what a is a mentor yeah let's define that first i think I... okay i think it's someone who kind of guides you in a way in mm-hmm. like usually in a either work like professional or educational setting mm-hmm. i wouldn't say it's like i mean a teacher can be a mentor as well but i don't think a teacher is a mentor per se no um, because that's like, I think teaching and mentoring are different things. Right. Like it can evolve. They can evolve into a mentor, but they're not everybody's mentor or even a mentor, yeah. so to say. They can be one of them. Yeah. And I think, yeah, mentoring is more where you're like really guided into a direction where you learn something new or become better your 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 skills at something or get a more clear view on what you want yeah I think in general like I think the best kind of mentor or I think the best mentors they can help people basically express our inner Mm -hmm. calling yeah so like they help us define it you know like they help us shape it into some not shape it in some form but like they help they help us shape ourselves so that we can express our inner calling. There yeah, we go. But I, th- but I think it's also like, of course, like that's. I think that's a very important part. But I think it's also there. A good mentor to me is usually also challenging you to do something that you might not be super comfortable doing. Yeah. So you're, so you're getting better at it. For example, like. In my last internship, ship, uh, my supervisor mentor he kind of challenged me to present more, like to do presentations, which is something that, well, I'm not super comfortable with. I'm better, like I'm better with it now. Like I'm okay presenting, but yeah. it's not something I like to do. Yeah, and. 
he was like, well, at least once during this internship, you will have to present something <laughs> to a larger group. <laughs> like, you're not getting away here with not having presented anything. <laughs> and then one morning, he just threw me in the water. He was like, oh, um, since we're like, it's just the two of us today and there's like kind of a big presentation. I was wondering if you wanted to do it with me like <laughs> presenting you're like uh... um because the the other co-worker who would usually present with him was i think he was either on vacation or sick but like it doesn't really matter he wasn't there and he was like yeah um yeah do you want to do it with me and i was just like well i don't really want to you're like do but i have I will. a choice because <laughs> <laughs> if you're giving me a choice <laughs> no <laughs> but yeah so so i just did it but the thing was it was it was also like the presentation was happening in like two hours oh. and i hadn't i hadn't seen the actual powerpoint <laughs> so you were just like uh so what do i do <laughs> so yeah so he just sent me the powerpoint and was just yeah look look through it and then we're gonna distribute like slides who's presenting what and um yeah, then you can just present it. And it was like, I was a bit terrified, especially because like we were usually working with with groups of people mm-hmm. that we knew because like we had these startups, so to say, and we were working with them and guiding them through the process of um, making a new solution or product. And so, so would, you would usually know the people you're presenting to because yeah. you've worked with them before. But this group was people from another department we had never seen before. <laughs> so I was extra nervous about that. Oh, I can imagine. I would be too. Yeah, but it, it went fine. He said, he said he couldn't see that I was nervous. So it was okay. And he also told me, like, you're presenting something that you know about, right? Yeah. Because, I mean, I hadn't seen the presentation before, but it was about our program. So I kind of know what's going on there. Um, And he was like, just see it like this. The people you're talking to don't know anything about it, most likely. So even if you're, like, saying something wrong, they don't really know. Yeah. But I think that's, like, the best... No, I think the best kind of mentor, the best person to guide you and lead you are people who push you outside of your comfort zone and put you on the spot as your supervisor did. Yeah. Where you don't have the time. Because I think also a lot of people believe that they don't work well under pressure. But I think majority of people are more than capable of working under pressure. It may be chaotic for them, but it doesn't mean that they won't do well. Yeah. I think, I'm not sure. Because, like, in the moment, I thought, oh, it would be nice to have a bit more time to prepare and to familiar familiarize myself with the uh, slides. But then again, I don't think that would have done anything beneficial either. Yeah. Because, I mean, it, it wasn't it wasn't really an unfamiliar topic to me. So where would the benefit have been for me to, like, stare at the slides for hours? And trying to learn them exactly when, when I knew what I was talking about, anyways. Yeah, it's like don't let yourself overthink it. 
Yeah. So I think that's like the main, sorry. I think that's like the main thing is not overthinking it. And I think that a lot of people though mistake mentors as expecting them to be a person that can give you everything you need to grow. Because I don't think that that's a mentor's job either. I think it's their job to guide you and give give you what you need to grow, but not everything. Because I think you you can't get everything from one person. Yeah, because they're because they're basically making you work on yourself. Yeah. So they can't just give everything to you. You have to. You have to. In the end, they. <coughs> sorry. In the end, they're guiding you towards the right direction but you have to work on it yourself as well yeah i had a i i was supposed to write like a an entry or like a blog once about mentors and and whatnot and i came across an article a while back and i just pulled it up and it was about it's like the five kinds of mentors Mm -hmm. and the number one mentor like not number one like as in like rank but it's just mentor number one is the master of the master of craft um, and then the mentor number two is the champion of your cause. Mentor number three is the co-pilot. Mentor number four is the anchor. Mentor number five is the reverse mentor. And so like the mentor number one, the master of craft, they, the article gives an example as like, you know, that you want to be the best in your field, whether it's the greatest editor, football, quarterback, entrepreneur, um, ask like, who are the most iconic figures in that area? Mm-hmm. And that this person can function as your personal Jedi master. <laughs> so mm-hmm. someone who's accumulated their wisdom through years of experience and who can provide insight into your industry and fine tuning your skills. So you can turn to this person when you need to ask for advice about launching a new initiative or brainstorming what you should work on next. And they should be able to help you identify and realize and hone your strengths towards the closest state of perfection as possible, is what they say. And I think that's a quite... Okay basic example of or a general explanation of what a mentor is and there's a mentor number two which is like the champion of your cause which are people who advocate uh and have your back Mm, okay so they help you getting on so to say in a in a for let's say for example in a company by advocating for you yeah maybe yeah basically like they'll help you talk to others when yeah. if you are like an intern or if you're brand new or something or if you feel like that nobody's going to listen to your to your cause and your ideas then this person the champion of your cause will help you talk to others about it and help you get there and get this initiative out there and not just uh let you like fend for yourself <laughs> i think that's what my current um supervisor company supervises because he like really helped me and introduced me to everyone that would be helpful for my project. Um, because I mean, it's, if you enter a new company, you literally have no idea who's doing this exactly what, and that's what he does. Like he introduces me, he helps me, but it's not like he does the work for me, you know, it's more like, Hey, this is not that person. And that person works on this specific field or this specific project. And I think, that person might help you, but from there on, he gives me the contact, he introduces me, and from that, I need to do everything on my own, you know? Yeah. If I set up meetings with those people and talk to them, that's all done by me. 
Bettina's the <coughs> bridge, you know, between. Yeah. And that's, I'm really, really grateful for that because without him, a lot of my data set wouldn't be there without him trying to help me to find the right sources or the right people that can help me. So, I love yeah. how you describe that. I think that's a great name because I think the champion of your cause, like that's a great explanation how this article gave it. But I think your description and calling them, let's say a bridger, the person who will bridge, I like that because it makes more sense. Like, of course, they're a champion of your cause because they're believing in you and they're, you know, uh, what are they calling? Uh, yeah, like advocating you to somebody or boosting. How do you, how, how do I explain that? Like somebody who's hyping you to somebody else. I guess I don't know how to explain it. Fuck, I lost my words. Yeah. But, but yeah, it's somebody who's promoting you, somebody who's like really, but I think how you said it, like the, he's a bridge. And yeah. he's, or he's, yeah, or he's building bridges for you and those bridges leading to new contacts, basically. Yeah. It, but it, you have to, but you have to cross the bridge yourself. Took the words out of my mouth. Sorry. No, 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 no. Like I, I was like, yes, it's exactly what I wanted to say. It's that's what it is. I think a bridger is a I think it's a good kind of mentor. And then so like the third kind of mentor is the co-pilot. So the article says like another name for this type is your best work bud. <laughs> um, it's the colleague who can talk you through projects, advise you in navigating the personalities at, at your company. Um, they listen to you vent over coffee. This kind of relationship is best when it's close to equally reciprocal. Um, you are peers committed to supporting each other, collaborating with each other and holding each other accountable. And when you have a co-pilot, both the quality of your work and your engagement level will improve. So it's like the three of us working on a project together in a way. Yeah, where you're, where you're on the same level, basically, and you're, you're mentoring each other. Yeah. But it's not like... Is that more often often like accidental mentor where it's not really like a planned thing to mentor each other but where but where it happens by by just collaborating yeah. with each other it's natural yeah could be I think it makes sense yeah because you don't decide one day I'm gonna be mentor for you guys like now nah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be a mentor now so listen right. <laughs> I mean, I think the people who do want to be like professional mentors, I give them props because to me, if you're choosing to be a mentor, like as a job, then you must be an all arounder where you can deal with different people from different cultures, different backgrounds, you know, and different personalities. And like, yeah, get that people are so different and they if you give them advice, everyone takes it so differently. So if it's your job, wow. Whew. Yeah. Yeah, you really have to be able to adapt to the person if you want to mentor them. I think a great example of that would be our stu uh, study career coach, Miriam. Yeah. Because she deals with some difficult-ass people, a.k.a. me. <laughs> <laughs> but not just us. Yeah. Like when I think about everyone she had to coach so far, there's a lot of different backgrounds and a lot of different packages people bring to the table, you know? Yeah. Like, and she's not like a therapist or anything. So 
having that in mind, wow. Yeah. I couldn't do that. <laughs> I don't know. Like, sometimes I think, I mean, I always think that her job is difficult and I have to give it to her. Like, I think she can adapt very well to people. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like she's, she's doing a great job with, with that, like with her mentoring or coaching us. And, um, I think like when she gives you advice, it's always like really tailored to you. Yeah. Like she won't give you any like general advice. No. Looks like something you could look up on the internet. It's very custom. Yeah. But I think that's very important as a mentor, if you're a leader or a mentor, is making sure that you're customizing your advice and tailoring it to the person that you're talking to. Because sometimes you you can't give everybody the same advice. No. Or, or, or at least you can't say it the same way to each person. Yeah. You have to say it how they're going to understand it. Like, be nice to people so that you know, like, you could get your way. People are going to be like, what? Like, why do not have to be nice to them? They're assholes to be. It's like, well, treat somebody how the fuck you want to be treated then. Yeah. And then, yeah, <laughs> that's a very shitty example, but you get my point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean. Yeah, it's like, of course, not everybody wants to hear you're doing a shitty job. And a mentor shouldn't be telling you that you're doing a shitty job. They should be telling you good they, they should criticize you, but also give you feedback on how to improve. Yeah. Constructive Definitely. feedback. Yeah. They should be the ones giving you very constructive feedback, what you can take in, and then you can grow from it. Because nobody yeah. is perfect and everyone makes mistakes, but... And everybody has those days. You have to learn, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I had a bug <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. No, but I think everyone... It's always in a learning process. As soon as you stop learning... Retire. Yeah. No, not retire, but I think then something's really wrong. Especially if you're refusing. Yeah. (laughs) Nah. Don't do that. Don't be that person. Don't be the narcissist. Yeah. The fourth one is the anchor. And this one is basically... uh, They don't have to work in your industry. They can be a a friend or a friend... They can be a friend or a family member. So while your champion will support you in achieving your uh, career goals, then your anchor is basically your confidant and a sounding board. So like when you go through a hard time in life, like when you hit a speed bump, then it's someone who can give us like a psychological lift and see the light through the cracks during challenging times, what they say in this article. I feel like this one's like my dad. Yeah, and my mom and my sister. It's my mom. It's my yeah. mom. But recently, I'm a very complicated patient now and then. So, <laughs> a complicated so patient. I, yeah, I just had to think about a conversation I had with her and her friend. And it's like so funny. But yeah, it's probably parents, family, university, like you said. Yeah. Have you guys ever had an experience where, because only right now we talked about very like positive experiences, have you ever had? A bad mentor experience. Yeah. No, I had a I had a bad experience with a mentor. And I'm just going to be honest. He was not cut out for mentoring. It was, which is really disappointing because he was somebody that I could have really learned a lot from. 
and I I learned what I didn't want in a mentor. I learned what I didn't deserve because it, it was quite ironic. I was doing intern. I was doing my research on. Um, I don't want to say too much, but around millennials <clears throat> and helping shape young professionals and allowing us to have our voices more and and helping older generations come up with like new ideas, brainstorming sessions, what and whatnot. And there was like a lot of the times, a lot of times where throughout my internship that I would present something and I would get a couple of notes or I would get a, a look where it was like, I, I don't get this. I don't know why you're writing this. And based off of what you've written, I don't see this project going anywhere after blood, sweat and tears went into it. <laughs> yeah. But that's not, that's not really like, that's not constructive at all. No, that's just like putting you down basically, or putting and like saying basically what you did doesn't have any worth. Yeah. Which, and it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't sound like, he was offering you anything to improve upon? No, he wasn't. And that's he, what really pissed he, me off. Yeah. Because if you're just saying it's bad, yeah, well, okay, but how am I going to improve this? Yeah. Like, tell me what you like. Tell me what you want. Tell me Tell me how, how I can do better. Yeah, exactly. Because you want to do, like, you want to deliver good work. Yeah. But if someone's not telling you how you can how you can deliver better work that's yeah that's just not a mentor like no. he's just not mentoring you at all no he's not even he's not even managing you properly at that stage no and it was really it was just like a disappointing thing because i towards the end i was trying to talk about reverse mentoring which is the fifth type of mentor uh like the fifth type of mentors in this article that I read. And, you know, as young professionals, we want to learn, you know, we want to do better, but we also carry a lot of value and experience as ourselves just because we're young doesn't mean we don't have experience in something. So the whole concept of reverse mentoring is exactly how it sounds. Like it's, it's just that simple. It's where we mentor, let's say, and I mean we as in like us youngins mentor the oldies. And I'm not saying the oldies by age. I'm just saying simply the oldies of being in a profession for years and years. Yeah, because I, that makes sense as well, because there might, new, might be new things they don't really know about and you can introduce them to. Yeah. Well, it's the thing is, it's when you take on the role of a mentor you as the mentor should also be paying attention to the mentee and learn from them because it like I, I think it gives them the mentors the opportunity to collect feedback of their leadership style and how they can engage with the younger generation because then it keeps their perspectives fresh and relevant learning never stops 
and it's no no and like and you know at the end of the day that's really what what it came down to is his him being a mentor the reason why it was so bad for me and my experience is that he didn't give me a direction you know so I was kind of guessing along the way and I was also trying my best to connect with him collaborate with him I, I mean throughout my, my my six months there I think he came up to my desk once or twice and that was after I went off on him after he went off on me like I kind of stood up for myself and I was like I have bad project management skills, don't get me wrong, and time management. But then again, like, you're not helping. Yeah. Crazy. Like, also, maybe people like that should keep in mind. If someone young joins the company, that might be their first ever experience in a professional work environment. So a lot of things that they or their colleagues have been doing for ages, decades, you might not know them. Like, for example, things like how often should you meet with your manager or how often you should like send an update email of your project, something like that. It's not like you can learn that at school or uni, you know? Yeah. So it also depends on what tools the company uses in general to stay up to date with each other. And it's it's crazy like to hear that now because... The situation I'm in right now, that would never, ever, ever happen. Yeah. With my coworkers or with my bosses, they would, I think, never do that. Yeah. So it's crazy, you know. It's frustrating. And that's the thing. When it, what it comes down to is frustration for, like, as, let's say, the mentee. Because every single day I would go around the office and I'd be like, hey, is there's something that I can do to help like I, I want to learn but it always came down to oh but like the meetings in Dutch and I'm like so like I just want to be a fly on the wall I don't want to talk I don't I just want to see how you communicate with clients because I can still read body language I can still hear tone in an in a conversation I know when a conversation is going to lead into an argument because of the tone not because of the words that are being spoken so there is a lot that I can take out of it But you're holding that away from me. Like, you're not letting, you're not giving me the chance. And I don't want to sound, and I'm not trying to sound like an entitled bitch because I'm not an entitled person because I worked really hard and I delivered a lot. So for me to go and ask, hey, can I shadow you? I'm not asking for me to go and talk to a client for you. I'm asking if I can just be your puppy and follow you around. Just that, like, that's yeah. it. But I think that's important. Like when I think back now, but the last couple of months where I've been working again, so many meetings, I just asked if I can attend them, even though they were with like other departments and not really a hundred percent related to what I was doing with my project. And I think if I wouldn't have joined them, there are a lot of aspects right now I wouldn't be aware of and how important they are. So I think literally excluding you from the opportunity to learn something new, to grow, it's, well, that's really, really bad mentoring. Yeah. And you know what? Like when it comes to, because 
that's another thing that I stand strongly behind and I strongly believe is that if you want to sell an idea, sell a product, right? And you go into a brainstorming session, you shouldn't be brainstorming with people who you're not trying to sell to. Use the people in your company or bring others from the outside that can help and collaborate and like co-collaborate, co yeah, co-collaborate with you. And because the more ideas that you have, the better that they're going to be, the more innovative that they're going to be because you're getting from different perspectives, like different generations, just because there's a gap, it doesn't mean that there's a negative difference. What it like a gap stands for values, characteristics, and attributes that each generation doesn't have. And it doesn't mean that it's better or worse than. It simply just means that it's an opportunity to learn from and hear and share. And if you're open to that, then you're gonna get so much more out of it, I think. Now, I think at the end of the day, whether you're a mentor or a mentee, just keep other people's feelings in consideration. And I'm not talking about like, don't be scared to hurt somebody's feelings. It's just make like make sure that you're leaving a good impact on them. And yeah, let's just leave it at that for this talk yeah. about mentorships. Yeah. We can go on and on about it, but there's no need. <laughs> so as we're coming to an end, guys, thank you so much for listening to us. If you want to check out our other episodes, check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you choose to listen to podcasts. And if you want to send in your feedback or any questions that you have for us, download the Anchor app and send us a voice recording or slide into our DMs on Instagram because they're always open. And we will see you next time on What's the Topics podcast. Bye. Bye. Bye.